previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. The shield that forms in front of Kuneho is because of our shared experiences, it has your family's crest on it and not Buon's. Well, I hope all your backup characters are ready. You see blood starts burning all over Abraxas's exposed <laughs> uh, little dented chunks of his armor. Oh my god, I actually confirmed it's the crit. Basically, the bear slaps her and she crumbles as the claw digs into her. And then she falls into the pit and you just see her hit one side of the pit, then the other side of the pit, and then the other side as she falls to the bottom <gasps> of it. Beyond the stone arch lies an impossible expanse of a broad meadow in bright, bright daylight filled with swaying wildflowers. A young farm maiden stands in the center of the field, her right arm draped over the neck of a muscular ox. Hello, world's travelers! We are here to celebrate the kickoff of our second Fantastic Fun Drive. We have a super exciting announcement to start things off. Starting in April 2021, we will be launching our next public podcast. That's right. Don't even gotta be a Patreon supporter. Our public podcast, Far Beyond the Stars, which is a Starfinder actual play podcast playing the Live Free or Die adventure path. Brand new, brand spanking new. So ready <laughs> to spank all of you up and down this adventure. I feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> with that statement. You shouldn't. The discomfort will only increase. Roll D20 for discomfort. <laughs> Roll to spank. DC 20. <laughs> I failed. Got a critical spank. Okay. Wah, but- wah, wah. <laughs> However, this sensational Seasonal series will allow us to explore the far reaches of space like never before. And let's be honest, y'all. I bet you're wondering who will be driving this spaceship for Far Beyond the Stars. And it's going to be our very own galactic mistress, Abby Lamel. It's going to be me! (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be me. No, they're all pretending to cower, but we all know that I roll terribly. So they're just going to... Maybe maybe they'll spank me. But uh, speaking of our new show, we have a new addition to the cast who is with us here today, our very own Heidi Owens. Hello. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Hello, world's travelers. I am so excited to get a chance to know you and be a part of this fantastic adventure with what is honestly an incredible group of folks. You'll have plenty of chances to get to know me as we travel far beyond the stars. Get ready. She loves to spank aliens. Mm. It's true. I've it's a I've shame I can't roll. It. It's part of it's part it's requirement Logan for the resume. Knows. Visible I know. grimace. I know. <laughs> resume requirement. Well, we do have a lot of fun releases planned to celebrate the month of November. We are also here to ask for one thing that truly helps us. 
support. We have incurred massive debt to do great podcasts like Far Beyond the Stars. It will be our fourth podcast released under the Fantastic Worlds production flag. And we love it and work hard on it. But the reality is the money is what keeps all of our shows going. We want this growing family of shows to plant firm roots. Like pageant. Ooh, speaking of pageant, it's me. In light of that... We do hope you'll consider doing one of two things. I know Pageant would, if she had copious amounts of money to spare. She would support our podcast in one of two ways. One, become a Patreon supporter of the Fantastic Worlds podcast, or upping your already ongoing support on Patreon. This type of support is the most effective way we have to continue producing the quality podcasts you know and love. We want to create quality podcasts and productions that we can be proud of, like The Greatest Show on Earth, which you can only hear if you donate money. And Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. you want to do that because how else are you going to hear me ring mastering? Yeah, maybe you don't know who Pageant is and you're just like, who are they talking about? Yeah, you might be super confused right now. And you know what? You are missing out. Yeah, <laughs> because pageant is truly something special, as are all of our greatest show on earth characters and also our glorious ringmaster, Jess. <laughs> to that end, we are not asking for handouts. Let's be clear. You're not getting something for nothing here. There are a lot of extra goodies we offer at every level, all of which you can check out at fantasticworldspod.cash. Not least of which is the show that was already mentioned, which I've been a proud supporter of since the moment that the Patreon dropped. Love hearing every second between Pageant, Seleno, Mariposa, Byron, and of course, the fabulous ringmaster, Jess, as he leads the intrepid hosts through the 2E Pathfinder Adventure Path, Extinction Curse. Your support helps us in so many tangible ways. If you have not yet, please consider actualizing that support in a concrete way and heading over to fantasticworlds.cash. Join our Patreon today and join the growing group of worlds travelers. And again, folks, that's fantasticworlds.cash. It's with that that I am excited to present to you episode 87 of the Fantastic Worlds podcast. Keep calm and picnic on. Um, So in the adventure path that we're playing right now, it's basically been pretty much just snow and ice and snow and ice. So my question is, uh, if you could traverse any stereotypical biome or terrain or environment, in an adventure path, what would you choose? Why? Because obviously ice has just been everywhere. <laughs> I absolutely loathe the cold. I hate it so fucking much. I don't like snow. <laughs> Anytime anyone has ever suggested a ski trip to me, I have told them they're out of their minds. Um, either that or I would go with them and sit in the lodge and drink a hot, tov- hot, drink a hot toddy while they did <laughs> snow stuff. Um, and I could look at it because it's pretty. But... And, but no, I, I, I mean, honestly, I'm an extremely basic bee. I would want to be somewhere along the ocean, preferably a sandy one. Oh, a sandy beach. I meant like Not, in an adventure I know there's sandy oceans. Setting. Like, what do, you, what do you mean by stereotypical? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, so we're exploring terrain. ice. So, like, where would you like to explore? Okay, someone else answer this question because I have no idea. <laughs> you can totally explore the ocean. That would be great. Because like my answer is underwater. I think an underwater oh, nice. okay. would be super cool. Yeah, like kind of like an Atlantis themed yeah. 
Mar- uh, and there'd Mar- be this Mar- constant Mar- danger if if you didn't have a character who could treat, like breathe underwater and is magically augmented of it, yeah. like, going away and having to figure out how to survive. It kind of has this sur- survival horror feel to it. I think at the same time, I think it'd be cool. That would be super cool. I always thought the and I did have a a game where it was set in like the 1890s. Uh, it was called Mask of the Red Death, and we did go to like the Serengeti, and uh, that oh that the kind of that wide open plains where there's tall grass and there's things like lions who could just prowl after you. So there's kind of this survival feel, but at the same time, it's exciting because you're exploring these you know lands that no many people have gone to and stuff. I thought would be an exciting uh, place to explore. I mean, are ancient ruins an option? Oh, for sure. Okay, then I'm changing my answer to that. Uh, <laughs> I want I want ancient ruins potentially built into some kind of imposing mountainside that go mm-hmm. in and around the mountain, and then outside of it, maybe with bridges strung in between. Like I want to basically, I want to go and I like I, the, those those kind of ancient, like almost dwarven mountainous ruins. Mm. Sound would be That's my preferred cool. fantasy spelunking adventure. I I like pretty that cool. One. I ditto, ditto on that one. Okay, my number two, though, but that would be my number one abs. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Let's see, my... And this is as ourselves or, like, like just to, like, a uh, Just, like, if you wanted to play. To play. So, like, yeah, you, you angel, I, where would you like to play? Okay, so I'm not... Okay, so I've got, like, a really bad shark phobia, but <laughs> I think to play in an adventure would be cool to have an island theme one, kind of... Mm-hmm. A Wind Waker style, where Link had to have a boat to travel to all the different islands. So there was a navigation piece uh, to it, and each island had its own kind of theme. Maybe that's cheating in having each island have their no, own No, you could have terrain. like an archipelago. Yeah, I, that sounds pretty cool. I would have a super amazing. hard time because water is problematic for me, but that'd be cool adventure. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've I've always wanted to play a Skulls and Shackles like setting with pirates and 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 islands and boats and i have wanted to play a swashbuckler for a very long time and 2e has the swashbuckler that seems really awesome to play so i will be playing that at some point (laughs) maybe when mariposa dies at some point uh a swashbuckler will be revealed but uh yeah that that, that's another place i would really love to play what about you jess this may be kind of a cheating answer too, but um, outer space. Like, <gasps> I want to go to oh, a, a yes. completely foreign planet. Yes, one that is yeah. so far different from anything I know that it's basically impossible to even conceptualize. <laughs> That'd be sick, though. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, space—an excellent answer. So when we last left you guys, uh, you you basically approach the stone arch and what lies beyond it is an impossible expanse of broad meadows in bright daylight filled with switch swaying wildflowers. In the center, a young farm maiden stands and uh, her right arm is draped over a muscular neck of an ox. She hums a shanty tune. (laughs) What was that, Angel? I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I'm smelling a little Europa action going on over here. Oh, dang. 
<laughs> Greek mythology, deep cut. <laughs> uh, as she uses the other hand to comb over the ox's fur, he makes this guttural like roar in response, like enjoying response. Uh, she looks up and she's like, howdy folks. Nice to see y'all. How may I help you? I cannot, I cannot believe I forgot that this happened. <laughs> Brox is going to whisper to, uh, to Pippa, a hundred gold, that's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's like, making bets, huh? <laughs> Pippa, Pippa responds like, I don't take sucker bets. <laughs> never, never bet against a Loxley. <laughs> oh. Like, well, howdy do, miss. What, uh, what? <laughs> what brings you around, Atroja? Oh, uh, we're just having a look-see. What you got going around? What's, what's going on in here? Oh, I'm just caring for my ox here, Ferdinand. Inside a mountain? Yeah, why not? Yeah, us mountain folks gotta eat too. Typically, aren't meadows in here? Oh, this is a special place. Does that? What's it smell like in here? Does it smell like meadow? Do I smell hag action going on here? Does it smell like a cow? Do I smell Bessie? Uh, I'm sniffing everything, even the ground. I'm putting my nose right to the ground. I lick the grass. <laughs> I'm sure that looks super natural and uh, super mm. good. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe, hey, I'm in hybrid form. Maybe she thinks I have an upset stomach and I need a little grass for my tummy. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Abraxas, when you sniff the ground, you smell flowers. And when you when you chomp at the grass, it is grass. Oh, um, okay, well. as Abraxas is doing that, Buon's going to kind of just rub his forehead a little bit and then spread out his hands as he does a knowledge arcana check to just kind of just kind of feel the energy in the room okay hopefully i get something that's a 31 you get the sense that there is obviously some kind of hallucinary uh illusionary effect because one why would this there be a sunny grass field but um and it might be something around the area of hallucinatory terrain but that's about all you know. You don't. You just know that that it's a very powerful spell, and that's about it. Could we roll spellcraft? Buon will sign that information in the Team Torta sign language. My apologies, oh, Andromeda. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I won't buy it. Come on in. Oh, Have we've 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 heard that before. Would you mind passing Wait. your ox cord to me? Ox cord. <laughs> I'd like to play some gems. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> come on, you gotta do a joke now. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that was all intentional. <laughs> um, but in actuality, I think Buon will just kind of step forward and put his hand on the ox and just kind of oh. pet it. The ox does that thing it does that uh, dogs do, you know, when you rub behind the ear and it like pushes into your hand a little bit. Aww. See, it's a kindly ox. Uh, I, Good for Ferdinand wouldn't hurt a fly. I got a 22 on just sort of a generalized perception check. Is there just anything... Aside from the fact that there is a milkmaid and it's clearly a spell in the middle of a mountain, like, is there just anything that stands out? 
nothing that stands out. What's, I don't know. You need to be, you need to be careful there, Harold. Uh, you're going to be petting that thing one second. You're going to find children's scalp under the udders <laughs> some other time. Well, Abraxas, that seems to be the general theme of this place. But let me enjoy a pet for once. Just a soft <laughs> scritch of the neck. What is your name, farm maiden? Farm maiden. Oh yeah, he says Ladies. it very like farm maiden. <laughs> Witchy McGee. You can hear the You can hear or the accusation. Helen the Hag. My name's Hagatha. <laughs> Hagatha Krusty. At your service. Oh, that would be Mc- a great witch name. <laughs> my name is Hagatha McWitch. <laughs> oh, I like that better. That's gonna be my next character. I like Hagatha Krusty, and I like the idea that she writes the the you know uh, this world's version of of all the murder Agatha mysteries. Christie books. Yeah, my name is Witchy Woman. <laughs> oh my god, she's just a murder mystery writer with a cow. Exactly. Oh, That's snap. Head cannon. Witches have dreams too. And hobbies. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag uh, witches matter. Uh, She's like, well, well, I'm just, I'm just, just a friendly old farm maiden here. Do you have any news, Baba Yaga? I asked a very simple question, which was your name. Mm. You seem to have deflected. Well, and it does seem to me that if you have questions, we deserve some answers to ours as well. What questions did you ask? I asked her what her name what was. Her name was. <laughs> what, what her name is. She deflected. I will say that is highly suspicious that she won't even give her name. Yeah, me no likey. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I think she, she might be trying to test you out. You never know. There might sure. be reasons why she... Well, it's a two-way street. We can test each other. Okay, I'm going to shift around uh, very... Just just gently. I'm not doing anything um, aggressive. I'm just shifting myself a little bit in the room. And I'm going to just hold... An action that if she does any anything aggressive, not just aggressive, if she looks any like she... Any funny business? Yeah, I, you're supposed to be specific with readied oh. actions, but we're usually not that specific. If she does anything suspicious, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna cast something. I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon if she does anything. Well, you heard the man. We want your name, and we'll give you news of Baba Yaga. I think that's a fair, fair trade. Do you ever hear the story of the toad and the fox? <laughs> you know, you ask a question, we ask a question. Kind of, that's the that's the gist of the story. I apologize. There's so many people out here. There's the recent frost giants that have been invading the caves. Uh, there's oh, some what? some wicked people in here. I just need to make sure I'm protecting myself. But my name is Missy. Missy. Uh, I'd like to sense motive. <laughs> I'll aid. Oh, okay. Well, I rolled good, but I think I don't have very much in sense motive. <laughs> I I rolled a seventeen to aid, if that helps at all. Oh yeah, I mean, I so that gives can, me. Can a... you aid a sense motive? Not really. I don't think. Yeah, probably. I don't not. know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, I feel I feel like if I if like my aiding could be I make funny faces at you, I'm just kind of like I don't trust this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I got like a thirty three. Then you get that maybe that's not her full name. Like it's might be like a shortened name or like a nickname, but not hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. 
but not not an outright lie she's nah. just not it but not the whole truth yeah uh so she uh she's like well well i was just about to set out for a picnic why don't you join me and she so basically she ca- mumbles a few words and all of a sudden there's a hero's feast yes. laid out on a picnic blanket in front of you so she lays out this feast in front of you and you see some barbecue ribs you see uh some toasted raviolis you see this peach tart there's this 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 potato soup with potatoes and bacon. You see some uh, meat pasties and all kinds of spaghetti, uh, a Juneberry pie, all kinds of, of different meats, roasts and ribs and steaks. Uh, and it's just a royal feast of fun and goodness. You see some bison burgers. You see Abraxas's fur bristle. He's looking between Buon and Andromeda. Uh, Listen, Harold. He's trying to keep his voice like <clears throat> Andromeda. I'd like to remind you all I nearly was digested by some plant creature. That last horrible beast was very difficult to put down. We found children's scalp. I don't know how else to communicate. I'd like you not to approach strange creatures. I get the bull is very attractive and delicious looking, Harold, but you're awfully <laughs> close to that creature. Andromeda, you can hold your own. You're very powerful. Um, you've aided us many times and kept us alive. I'm very grateful. I think it'd be best if we communicate with this lovely lady from the stairs. It's just my suggestion. Would that be okay? You ran into Polyphorus and Calgriel. Those, they are awful. And I apologize. And I... Missy. I intend to cause no offense, but we have seen absolutely nothing to indicate that you won't do exactly the same thing. Well, I mean, what am I going to do? I'm providing food. I am welcoming you. I, I understand the trepidation, but I hope you don't come to every single person you run into like this. I'm just a friendly neighborhood farmhand. Buon is going to um, actually turn back to Abraxas because that Buon did not like the way Abraxas talked to him. Um, <laughs> and Buon is just going to, I see Abraxas that you are f- stepping up into your leadership role, but I would kindly remind you that i am my own person and capable of making my own decisions i understand you are in danger but sometimes a different approach is best and he turns back to missy and says i'd like you to try some of the food first uh gladly on one side of the big giant picnic blanket is a bunch of hay and she picks it up and she puts it in front of the ox so he starts clamping down on that and then she sits down and she she daintily picks up a rib and starts chewing on it Anything else you'd like me to try? It's delicious. I've nodded at Abraxas, by the way, but I'm just creeping along the edge of the wall. Because I know that even... Like, I I recognize what he's saying. I'm not getting closer to her. I'm instead trying to position tactically. (laughs) It should shit pop off. Yeah, in his mind, he's just seeing, uh, you know, Coco Giac, all Mm. the horrible things. uh, And again, he's, you know... he. He took a lot of damage inside of that, uh, what was it called? Was it that tentaculous, tentaculous, the one, anyway, the little the salad monster? Tendriculous. Yeah, so he's just seeing you folks. It constantly 
you know, attacked by monsters. Uh, yeah. So he's it's it's starting to wear on him, but uh, again, he's confident in your guys' skills, so he'll he'll give Andromeda a little wink as far as like, well, okay, well, I I tr- I'm not comfortable, but I trust you. So he does that mm-hmm. little confidence wink, and he'll just give a a nod to the herald. She makes the shield of faith that's around you flash, just as a reminder to you to be mm. like, listen, don't worry, we're linked. <laughs> All right. We'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> He'll still have his weapons ready, but he's just going to kind of just be observing. He'll be observing. That's going to be his... He'll shift to that stance. My, my, my. You must have been through some scarring battles to be so apprehensive to join Sitna Feast. This is clearly an illusion. It is, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but caverns can be pretty dark and uh, honestly a little boring when all you see is brown walls all day. I, my, this is an illusion. This is my uh, my sunny getaway. I mean, I guess I could dismiss it, and if you guys want to see brown walls and dank dank hallways again, no, that wasn't really my point, and I think you know that. Well, I. She just shrugs and she goes back to eating. <laughs> yes, do as you like. I answered your question. You know what? You know, I asked the question. Do you guys have any news on Baba Yaga? I'd really love to know. Why would you assume we had any information about Baba Yaga? I've I have certainly never met her. Uh, I underneath the need to be suspicious, but this is a cavern of Baba Yaga created by Baba Yaga. So you're visiting here. You either have good intentions for Baba Yaga, or you're here for another reason. So I'm um, just just checking to see what's going on. Maybe maybe you're here for on Baba Yaga's behalf. And as a servant of Baba Yaga myself, I. I'm interested. I have not heard from her in a long time. Pippa's going to approach the edge of the blanket. Well, could be that we have had some news of Baba Yaga. You say you serve her as well? Yeah. Most people in here are servants of Baba Yaga. Uh, Sadly, some will twist her words and what she has brought them in here for for their own advantages. But... uh, yeah, I, I am a I am a faithful servant to Baba Yaga. So you follow the letter of the her law. I try my best. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Andromeda side eyes you. <laughs> side eyes me. Yes, he's lawful he neutral. The letter of the evil god, or not evil, evil witch. <laughs> he appreciates that someone's at least following the letter of the law, whatever it may be. We are. Here with a purpose, Missy. And I'll, I will say we have not heard from her directly, but we are, I suppose, on a mission to help her. Oh, how so? Well, before I tell you the nature of it, I, I, I'm, I must confess, I'm still rather suspicious of you. Would you mind answering a few more questions for me? I'd be happy to, to my best of my ability. How is it that you're just relaxing in here in your summer getaway when there's frost giants farther in. Baba Yaga likes to test people and will put a lot of things up in order to bring them up to the strength they need to be to survive. And those frost And you don't need testing. Well, I don't I I've been tested plenty. I've been here for a very long time. Uh but those frost giants are probably meeting a lot of those challenges right now. 
and uh, I'd rather send, I'd rather get them to a weakened state before I have to deal with them than me, than me dealing with them by myself. You wouldn't want to go up a frost giant by yourself, wouldn't you? Would you? No, I confess we have found it trying even when there are five of us. Yes, they are. They are an exhausting bunch. And uh, yes, I don't, I don't want to go up against them unless I absolutely have to. So I'm letting the mechanisms of the this mountain take care of them hopefully enough and then if they get too far maybe maybe then I'll have to intervene but hopefully there won't be much left at that point. All right. Well, a question for a question. Do you have another one for us? What uh what what are you doing on behalf of Baba Yaga? Well, and I'm actually and I do apologize, Buon, because I'm realizing this might be the first you're hearing of this as well. And Braxis signs a sorry too. He's like, sorry, Harold. <laughs> I think Buon just sits down and starts eating. <laughs> he's not he's not fighting it anymore. You never asked! Fair. <laughs> <laughs> you never asked. You were just like, ooh, are we are is this Ioberia? Sign me up. Let's go. I've always wanted to see this place. That is very true. He, he was very gung-ho, but I think I think this information and then the fact that he's realizing that they're running up against rules that need to be followed in this weird dungeon statue maze he's just being he's feeling really tired he can't fight against the rules anymore so i think he'd rather just play the game and see what happens than try to change the rules because he's he's been beaten down i think i think he's reaching his breaking point he's lost he's literally lost Kuneo like three days in a row yeah it's it's tiring he's losing parts of himself day in and day out and i don't think he's really shown that to everyone else and i think all of this that's happening he's just like fuck it like uh, he doesn't know what to do so he's sitting down and eating a meal with missy new new clothes can only do so much yeah a new attitude only works when there's the strength behind that attitude to you know continue it that makes complete sense and and i and i i think that that's also like the like a, a wise course of action at this point because we, we probably can't actually fight our way through the entire thing we do need we need to learn the rules some guidance. and she seems to we know the, to rules. Learn the rules mm-hmm. pippa also i think recognizes like what being offered food means in this context uh which could it could imply like hosting us it could imply a certain amount of protection and if the food is indeed uncursed there's a certain amount of like a a bread and salt at my table sort of uh, potential situation going on here. Is that, is that an accurate read Dustin? Yes. Okay. So she's going to, I'm assuming there's a collection of paper plates. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to pick up a paper plate and spoon some brisket and some of the Mac and cheese onto a plate and take another plate put just brisket on it <laughs> and extend it outward to Abraxas. <laughs> well, I suppose one bite uh, won't hurt. <laughs> What's that, the, the Hairspray remake um, with John Travolta oh where he's God. like, did you say braised? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess just one bite won't where hurt. The, her body is uh, where the body is facing the door but the head's like leaning into the food. Yeah. She uh she raises her voice one more time and I you can roll 
you know with it. I, if you roll the 40 cents motive, you would like, you know that when she says this, she's like, I promise as long as I am here, no harm will come to you. Here as in like sitting down to eat with her and being in the room, basically kind of thing. Gotcha. So this is like a pe- this is like a truce sort of. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. I have not dropped my held action. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember the last the last time Abraxas dropped his guard and slept, they got attacked by the demons, and he was super pissed with himself. So he's he'll take yeah. the plate, but he's gonna kind of eat it s- sitting up like right behind Pippa, and just be like, okay. and then keep taking a, a look at Andromeda because he knows that she's on alert too. I think Buon will point at Andromeda, and he's casting Whisper. I mean, not Whisper Message, and just be like. <laughs> Little one, I understand, but trust, you need to learn to invite trust back into your heart. I understand that your faith in others has been shaken constantly these past few days, but sometimes you just have to try. I. She whispers back, trust and caution are not mutually exclusive. Fair. I just wanted to <laughs> give you some words. And then he goes back to eating. While all this is happening, Pippa can still be talking. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, so those are just sort of the actions that were being taken. Um, and also, I want, like, I wanted to emphasize the symbolic, um, okay, we're going to trust you with this information, and we're also going to accept your offer of, you know, not actively trying to kill us in this moment at this time. <laughs> so, some time ago, we... Well, we're clearly not, well, the two of us anyway, are clearly not from around here. We came through a portal from Taldor where there is an unnatural winter. And she kind of explains sort of like, like the, the kind of the cliff notes of the journey so far, nothing, nothing super detailed, nothing really, nothing, no, no really sensitive information um, outside of, and we are on a mission to see if we can locate Baba Yaga and return her to her land no one has seen her in Abraxas. How long? He'll he'll relay the approximate date, and not only you know his people you know assumed we're going to show up, but many of the you know winter denizens also started realizing something was amiss. That's that's very interesting. But what brings you here to Atrosia? I Baba Yaga has not been here for a millennia. Well, that's disconcerting to hear. We honestly. We didn't know that. We the hut brought us here. Ah. So there's there's something we there must be something here that we need to learn to progress. Uh, we're we're searching for the means to move the hut again to our next uh, port of call, as it were. You're searching for the keys. Yes. Is that something you could help us with? That is something she I can help you with. And she she pulls out a keychain and she takes loose a key and she hands it over to you before like before anybody reaches out to take us Pippa kind of hold Pippa holds up a hand and she's like what do you want in exchange for just giving this to us I think I told you as I mentioned earlier Baba Yaga is testing people she put tests people to get them to rise to the occasion and if what you tell me is true Baba Yaga is in serious danger and your journey might be building you, might not just be taking you to save Baba Yaga, but building you up to be able to to rescue her. 
If you weren't right to rescue her, like if you found some magical object that took you to today, you would probably die immediately from the creatures that are protecting her. So you are facing challenges and this cave will bring you challenges, but it is all for your benefit in order to survive what is coming. And mm -hmm. uh, I am sorry that you had to deal with the likes of Calgriel and Polyphires. They are not great people. In fact, Calgriel was was my mother, and uh, she she runs a witch coven that is constantly trying to take power from me for their own deeds. And I am not. I have a strong feeling that the frost giants that have invaded here and the evil that has invaded this area is because of her. So I apologize for you having to face that. But these tests that you will face will also probably lead you to the keys and to closer to Baba Yaga. Well, that, that didn't quite answer my question. What do you want in exchange for giving us? You, you just told us we have a series of tests ahead. What, what, do you, what do you want? Well, you already kind of took care of one of my problems. Honestly, you killing my mother. As much as and nobody wants to lose their mother, she she made it hard to to keep this place going right. Um, I think you just handling the evil that is in this cave and dealing with it will actually help me quite a bit. If that is your purpose, why not join forces? I don't think Baba Yaga would permit it. Another rule to the game. I will help you how I can, but... Well, this is already quite helpful i can tell you what was it buwan mm -hmm. i'm assuming you guys gave names at some point yeah that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah uh that you seem to be someone who's who is studious oh he's just looking <laughs> silently uh, stares silently staring like yeah he's like obviously yeah. uh you if you are from irisin which i feel from how you look you may you may be then you should know that baba yaga baba yaga is about rules about tests about worthiness so if you are not prepared for the for the game you of all of them has the chance to leave pippa kind of slow like she's trying not to look directly at buwan she's daintily eating some of her food because that's a good. That's an interesting question. It's an interesting thing to bring up. <laughs> Buon is not looking at any of his companions, and he looks at Missy and he says, "The blood of Irison, for better or worse, runs through my veins. I am of the Jadwiga. Baba Yaga is the Jadwiga. If she is missing, if this is a quest to bring order." to an already chaotic and lawless land, then I would be daft to throw that quest away. I cannot shy away from the fact that this is of the utmost importance, even if I am not compelled to. So, Missy, my choosing to stay should show you that I, I intend to conquer this game and make my own rules with my companions does that answer you 
she she smirks and uh, kind of does a little git laugh and she's like it does but you of all people should know then playing a game against baba yaga does not always yield great results there are stories and stories and stories of people who have tried to change the game on her and usually pretty horrible things happen to them and i'm not saying this is a threat i'm saying this is a you know you look to the history and make sure you know what you're doing and be careful not to incur her wrath history is written by those who hold the stroke of the pen i own several pens so i am ready do you have any other questions for her what is your real name? My full name is something that is earned with time, and I hope to be able to give it to you at some point. Today, right now, is not that time. Will you continue in your uh, summer getaway for the time in being? Or? Actually, as you say that, she stands up and she wipes the grass off of her farm maiden dress. Uh, and... She's she's like, I, I wish I could spend all my time here, but unfortunately, there's there's much to be done. And uh, I hope to meet you all again. She, she goes, I wish you luck uh, in the caverns. And I will I will try my best to provide you help where I can. But just know that remember that this place is also a test. It's made to help you grow. But I, I, I it's not very often I have feelings that people who wander into these caves will actually survive it. But I, I, I get the feeling that you, you all might, might succeed this on your quest. And I, I am proud to proud to help you achieve that if possible. Just for flavor. As soon as she stood up, uh, Andromeda was basically leaning against the wall and she's like bored stiff standing again and is staring at her with narrowed eyes and her hand is like quivering because it is full of basically the spell. I imagine like when she prepares a spell, she just basically stores it in her hand. So it's just like wrapped in this. It's been wrapped in this energy, which probably takes a lot of concentration to, <laughs> to hold this whole time. And she's just standing there with like a purple glowing hand, like watching like a hawk as this lady is moving. So she's like... I look forward to seeing you all again. And then she just blips out as she oh, teleports okay. out. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've now uh, cast the spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's probably a good thing that you've done that because the moment she disappears, the illusion shatters and you find yourselves in the giant barren cave, much like the other rooms in the cavern. However, at the center, you find the lovely ox has now turned into... Uh, this large metallic beast with interlocking metal plates and then faint plumes of green smoke puff ah, out of shit. its mouth and fills the room. Roll for initiative. Uh, does, that sound, does that sound like shit. a, a uh, gorgon, Jess? Yes, it does. Uh, Buwan, what you get? Um, I got a 18, so that's a 21. Andromeda? Uh, 22. Uh, Pippa? Nine. Nine. Abraxas? Ten. Andromeda, you are up. Where was she right before she teleported? <laughs> she was next to Buwan, basically. Okay. Because um, that sort of determines where I was going to summon my spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. So I think it's reasonable to say it's already next to the Gorgon. Um, okay, so it's going to roll to hit. A 23 and a 24 to hit. 
Nine points of damage. Force damage. The spiritual weapon slams into a beast-like creature, and you hear this. It sounds like a, a bell when you hit it. It's like, dong. Like, it's kind of hollow inside. Uh, but uh, you do see a dent, and you have done some damage to him. So, congratulations. Yeah. Well, technically, I guess it's my real turn, so the spiritual weapon does attack again. Okay. Good thing that wasn't the attack. Oh, that's not going to hit. That's like a 22, and that one will hit. That's a 24 again. One hit, one miss. Um, And the damage came with it, so that's nine points again. I will... You know what? Fuck it. I want to cast this spell because I have it, and I don't care if it doesn't work. I'm mad that I haven't been able to cast it. I'm casting Black Tentacles. Do it. Okay, let's see what I roll. Hey, okay, so that's going to be... We get a plus one still, so... 30. You have entangled... Oh, no, wait. No, you have not entangled this. Sorry. What? It doesn't hit a CMB? By one. You missed it by one. Oh, my God. (laughs) That sucks. That's so frustrating. It's a four-legged creature. Remember, their CMBs CMBs are always higher. Plus 12, yeah. Yeah. They get extra. Sure. Uh, Is that in your turn, Andromeda? Yeah, I guess so. So, so bitter. (laughs) Fuck this monster. (laughs) Okay, it is the, uh, it is the Gorgon's turn. I need you all to roll me a fortitude save. As this green mist comes and spreads out through all of the ground around you in a 60-foot cone. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't want it. Come on, rainbow dice. What did everybody get? I got a 30. 27. 27. Oh, dang. Hey. hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Logan. Look at you all. I got a nine. Oh, shit. <laughs> that would be a two on the die plus seven. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So Logan's not having the best day because as he's sitting there, you see this gray tone come over his flesh. At his, he is petrified. You are, just so you know, mm-hmm. you can roll a fortitude save every round that your your turn comes up, including this one, I'm going to guess, uh, as well. Uh, however, if he gets the breath weapon off a, a second time and you fail, you are permanently petrified. Uh, so that ends his turn. I think as he's turning to stone, he is turning to Pippa and trying to push her out of the way. So he, Aww, so so, so he turns, so, so he turns to stone <laughs> as he's like bracing Pippa out of the harm's way. I'm smiling because I'm unhappy. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, go ahead and roll me another fortitude save since it's your turn. Okay, uh, twenty six. You you feel the petrifying effects start to recede. You will be able Thank God. to oh Jesus. have your next turn. Oh. Uh, I'm glad that that didn't last. Yeah, that was a great. Oh, that was scary. I don't like. I was genuinely, I was genuinely getting a little worried. We're gonna have to leave Boo on here. (laughs) Abraxas, you're up. Every single fucking time, and he's pissed. So he's rushing. Um, Is there some sort of crustacean as part of the feast? I'm sure. Sure. (laughs) He's rushing towards the side of the um the the beast and his claw swipes up a uh, I'll say like a lobster tail and he's chewing it furiously 
and he mumbles a couple of words in Sylvan, and his skin starts taking a uh, shell-like appearance. Um, I've just cast Crustacean Carapace, which (gasps) grants me a non-metallic exoskeleton. I'm so I'm gonna say I'm gonna be shelled like a lobster. Oh my god. And it gives me a plus four natural armor bonus. <laughs> what the hell? You get, oh god, we're fighting with Zoidberg. You and Andromeda have all of the fun spells. <laughs> that is so much My spells fun. Are so boring we're, compared to yours. <laughs> I know. So I'm wolf lobster. Okay, does that in your turn there, Abraxas? Yeah, I'm on the other side of it. I, um, I mean, non-mechanic-wise, but I gave it a little thump on the butt with my hammer going, what, you want to do this? Let's dance. <laughs> Roast beef. Uh, <laughs> Roast beef. Uh, Pippa, you're up. <laughs> um, okay. What's your boring sorcerer uh, going to do? My super lame, boring sorcerer. <laughs> You're the only one who can do damage with your magic. That is true. I know. I know. <laughs> She's going to take her five foot step back into the side and casts Scorching Ray at the metal monster. Um, and she's also, um, she's going to, she's going to quicken that spell. So she's going to, she's going to shoot it twice. Okay. So what's the, roll me two attacks. The first attack is a 22 awesome. to hit. Awesome. Uh, that's with nine points of fire damage. Okay. Second attack is a 17 to hit. That will hit as well. Okay. And so the damage on that, 16. Ooh, wow. 16 Ooh. points of fire burn, damage. Burn, baby, burn. Burn, burn baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. We're going to have some roast <laughs> beef. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be like stony. <laughs> Roast beast. Metal. Doesn't it have like flesh parts? You're gonna get. You're gonna add some iron to your diet. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <It's> needed. <laughs> so just these t- these twin like sh- I'm, I'm imagining it. So she quickened the spell. She throws her hands out, and it's these twin rays of fiery magic just shoot out of her palms and hit it square in the side. And as you do, you see like this metal hole, this this of molten uh, metal, just lick drip down onto the ground uh, yeah! as you've done a pretty serious blow to this uh, to this Gorgon as he yelps in pain. <laughs> it is round two. Abrex, or Andromeda, you are up. Give me that blood. Okay, so Andromeda goes rushing along the back wall, trying to sort of position herself out of the way of any future breath weapons, although we'll see how that goes now that Abraxas is over here. Um... I will cast Guidance on Pippa, which allows you Ooh. to uh, use a plus one competence bonus on a single attack roll, saving throw, or skill check. So any one of those. Oh my gosh. Um, you have to choose to use it before making the roll to which it applies. Okay. So just remember, you know, you have Guidance and you can use it on a single one of those kinds of rolls before you do it. I am also going to have to roll for my black tentacles to do their funky thing. Oh my god. Okay, so I rolled a 19 on the die, so this might actually work. Uh, Plus one is 20, so 33. 33 will entangle one. Oh, finally! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So mad that it doesn't get... Okay. That foe takes 1d6 plus 4 points of damage and gains the grappled condition. 
as the the tentacles worm their way around its body and start lashing themselves around its limbs, crushing with their nasty, inky lengths. Uh, It's going to be four plus four, so eight points of damage. And then I rolled a 30 to hit with the spiritual weapon. And the second... (laughs) second hit is a one but i don't think spiritual weapons can fumble nope uh so that's gonna be eight plus two so ten more points of spiritual weapon damage and i think i did all the things Uh, yeah i cast a spell i moved i did two other rolls (laughs) that's awesome i have the turn that never ends now okay your turn that was amazing (laughs) do the thing Andromeda, do the thing. (laughs) Which do all of the things. Do everything. Okay. Uh, It is the creature's turn. He's going to try to break the grapple. There's a 35 against your CMB. Yeah. So with that, he's going to take a five foot step. And I believe, oh no, because it's a five foot step. So he gets through and that ends his turn. Buon, you are up, and you are no longer petrified. What do you want to do? Um, I'm at least going to roll a knowledge check just to see what's up with this thing. I'm going to do a knowledge arcana check on it. That's a 30. Uh, you can have uh, up to three pieces of information. What would you like to know? <laughs> we know it breathes. When is it going, uh, gas. I was gonna say, but when is it going to do that next? You get the feeling, the sense that it rolls a d4 mm-hmm, to I <laughs> and last time it rolled a one. So next round, okay. um, so Buwan's going to yell out the like the beware! It's going to try to petrify us again, and he's gonna like shudder, a shudder himself. He's like, oh, because you remembered that happening. <laughs> um, what is it weak to? It has no weaknesses. No weaknesses. Okay. Uh, I will give you the last piece since you're kind of struggling with it. it. Jess actually already figured this out, but you guys don't know as characters that the armor on the creature will come off and it loses a AC. What it's like minus one AC or something like that. Okay, so okay. that's about it. Okay, so Buon will yell about the petrification and also uh, try to take off its armor. If you can take off its clothes. Yeah. <laughs> strip, strip. Oh my, throw some coins at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Make it rain. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to keep burning <laughs> holes in it. Bring out those dollar dollar bills. Um, You know what? Buon, Buon is after feeling defeated and after everything that just happened with Missy, he just feels really shitty about himself. So he's going to actually just run up to the beast. So 5, 10, 15, oh, 20. Oh, Buon, come so he's on. Gonna run up. And so as Buon is rushing forward, he is grasping at his forehead and he pulls it down and you see that his hand just looks a mess. It looks like it's dissolving. It's kind of bubbling and like a putrid puce color. And he just shoves his hand right into the Gorgon as he casts corrosive touch. Oh my fucking God. A natural one. (laughs) Pull me a critical fumble clear card there. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Logan. Logan, it is not your day. This Logan, is just no. Buon's not so good, very horrible, awful day, apparently. Oh my god. Power down. You take one point of intellect bleed damage. That sucks. Oh, 
That's garbage. That's so. Are you oh, an intellect no. caster or you're like a charisma? I'm caster. a charisma caster, but oh, thank goodness. That's good, but all of he's such a he's nerd. He's gonna lose a language. <laughs> so what I think what happens is uh-huh. Buon, you your reach out to hit it, and the Gorgon just turns his head and just smacks your hand, and the acid goes and hits your little thing on <gasps> oh. your on your head, no. and it, it gets a little damaged, and that's where you've lost your lost a little bit of intellect. Oh my god! That ends Buon's turn. Sorry, buddy. Oof. Uh, Abraxas, you just saw basically Buwan do a not hitting yourself maneuver uh, and take some damage <laughs> to his face. You see some scarring on his on his symbol on the top of his head. Okay, this uh, Abraxas, lobster Abraxas, <laughs> is going to swing down with his hammer. It's, it's hammer time, folks. Okay, the first one's a 30. That will hit. And that is a 12 points of damage, bludgeoning damage for my Warhammer. Ow! And the next one is a 22. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. So, just the first one. Abraxas will move back, bring on the attack of opportunity. Okay. One, two, Reaches three. out to gore your ass. Uh, and misses. My C is so high that I, I, I dared him to attack. So he just takes his shield up and goes backwards and he just knocks back his little gore attack. <laughs> yeah, nice try. You're going to be in my belly. Belly. Right. And that ends Abraxas' <laughs> turn? That ends his turn. Okay, that means it's my turn. Um, so safely beyond where the tentacles, I assume, are still writhing. <laughs> You're like flirting with the tentacles. You're like right there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... Eh. She's kind of like leaning on the precipice of it and sort of adjusts adjusts her stance to kind of awkwardly be holding her body away from where the tentacles are still doing their thing. Uh, she's going. She's got her rod of empower out in one hand, and she's going to hold her other hand out and use an empowered scorching ray on the beastie uh, this time. Yeah, does an eighteen plus eleven do it? Eighteen plus eleven totally hits. Jesus. Will that hit? Yeah. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so base damage is twelve fire damage plus another six oh, yes. from the empowered spell. Okay, good hit there, Pippa. Wow, you're doing some major damage. So this time it's an even larger <laughs> cone of fire, is what I'm in for. <laughs> I guess larger, like funnel of fire or ray of like the ray is just even thicker and it's just like. It's like molten lava. And I'm going to say at this point, you have melted off the armor. So there is now one less armor for this creature. Hell yeah. Good job, Papa. (laughs) She calls out to Buwan. Yeah, how's that? How's that for taking off its armor? It is now round three. And Andromeda, you are up. Okay. Spiritual weapon is first. And he rolled a natural 19. Um, so, oh my god, it's obscene at this point. Um, it's over 30. Yeah, you hit. To hit for the first one. The second one is only a five on the die, so that's not going to do it. But we do get 10 points of force damage. Swing. All right. He's looking pretty worse for wear. He doesn't have much left in him, you get the impression. I'm going to dig around in my pack for the scroll or no well i guess in my belt 
um, for the scroll of Lesser Restoration. And I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on Buon. Oh, thank you. Uh, Let's get rid of that. God power. Oh, I'm smart right, again. I'm done. <laughs> You're smart again. You just see Buon's head like snap. <laughs> snap uh. forward. He's alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that ends Andromeda's turn. Just in time to be petrified yep. again. <laughs> the Gorgon turns to a Buon and does a full out attack. Oh, never mind. <laughs> So he raises up with two hooves and stamps down on you. And then if those are successful, he is going to, with his horns, gore you. So let's see. Uh, does a 25 hit? Shit, I should have stayed nearby. I thought it was going to do its breath attack. Uh, and that will definitely hit. And then does a 30 yes. hit. Of course, none of mine had 30 hits. Okay, so all hits, all of them hit. Luckily, none of them were critical threats. So let me roll damage here. There's a few dice I gotta get together here. Ooh. Just keep smiling. <laughs> As the two who's trampled down on you and you feel the horns go into your stomach as you take 38 points of damage. Mm. Uh, well, there goes 16 of my chunk. temporary. Okay. Oh, that's right. We have. Oh, sorry. I only took 22. Oh, at least we had the feast. Temporaries. Oh, okay. Awesome. And with that, the Fantastic Worlds oh. podcast is a fantastic oh, pod just... production. Oh. God we damn hope, it, Dustin. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you can't get enough of the FWP crew, we recommend connecting with our fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit and following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find links to all of these on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Considering joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your game dad, goring master. Uh, you can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. I think I'm next. Uh, and you can find me at Espinosa916. <laughs> this is just getting ready to do some some actual support class stuff. Hey, I'm doing yes. the thing. I'm actually doing the thing now. Yes, do that. Do thing. the thing, Andromeda. Uh, and you can find me at <laughs> Hank the Clank. And this is Logan. You can find me at Main Man 08. Smiling, smiling through the pain. Grimacing, smiling through the pain. The theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of the sound effects and music. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor and help spread the word to those friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Clong! The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. 
<laughs> Buwan's such a nerd. He is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've got, I have. I've got a pocket protector full of pens, and I'm ready to write it I, all myself. I, I have so many pens. <laughs> this one is orthopedic for my fingers, and it's going to write so good in my seven notebooks. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. 